You're listening to Robert Wright's Non-Zero Podcast. Hey, Mickey. Hey, Bob. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing okay. Good, good. A lot of things happening. I spilled a huge a cup of milk. Uh, I've cleaned it up. You, wait, before we started recording, you said you spilled coffee. Coffee, right? coffee. Cup, your, it was I mean, coffee with coffee with milk. This is the kind of thing that completely okay. destroys a journalist's credibility, Mickey. That was a Joe Biden-level gas. We'll get to that. Okay, so here's your... Yeah, here's your news quiz. Do you want to start with foreign policy or domestic policy? Let's start with foreign policy. So, I was afraid um, you'd say that. <laughs> uh, okay. First of, all, insist, first of all, a lot of domestic policy. Okay. We'll get to domestic. What is the significance of the Ukrainian, the current significance of the Ukrainian town of Kupiansk? Bah. Is that too um, obscure? That's too obscure. Uh, how about Kiev? Have you heard of that? Yeah. Okay. Somewhere in between those two. Okay. But I'll, I'll tell you, and then we'll get to another one that you may have trouble answering. So, Kubians, just keep your eye on it. The Ukrainians have evacuated like 50 settlements, mainly very small villages in that vicinity. Uh, this is in the north where the Russians have made a push. They've gained real ground, but Kupiansk would be this huge prize. It was one of the big prizes when the Ukrainians uh, took over uh, Kharkiv, most of Kharkiv in, in their big uh, surprise September push of last year. Um, and now it is imperiled, but uh, we'll see. I mean, if, if the Russians take that, uh, I think you will hear some serious doubts about the wisdom of this counteroffensive because it was uh, in, in the course of redeploying resources to the south that this this defensive line became more exposed. Okay, so keep an eye on Kupians. In general, the counteroffensive is uh, not doing very well. Let's say it's it's people are beginning to pronounce it a failure. It's what's new is the pronunciation of yeah. It, right. it, it's becoming a mainstream media thing. Uh, you know, Ukrainians are still making you know little. They've done these forays across the Dnipro River. I don't know if they add up to much, but they're keeping the Russians off balance. They're gaining small amounts of land incrementally at I think pretty significant cost. Uh, but yeah, that it is more and more uh, I think uh, a matter of consensus that this. Uh, Hasn't gone well. Um, but they had, they had a successful conference in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I mean, they so they had what they called peace talks. Unfortunately, the uh, opposing side was not there, Russia, because, uh, well, I don't know if they were invited, but they weren't there. Uh, China was there. That's something. But, but it sounds like basically Zelensky repeated his insistence that Russia vacate everything before there can be peace or something, which, of course, is a total non-starter. So uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what exactly happened. Here. I, it was just impressive that the, the Ukrainian uh, PR machine managed to triumph this, managed to broadcast this great triumph. We've convinced the third world that they have more to gain from Ukraine than from Russia. Uh, that seems inherently implausible. But uh uh, oh, I, th I think opinions differ in the third world. I mean, look, you you got your your kind of American client states, and you got your states that are are Wagner dependent, and you got a lot of di probably difference of opinion. I don't know who exactly was there, but it, I don't see it having moved the ball toward peace. Um, well, if you said they have more to gain from America than from Russia, that would make more sense. But yeah, but uh, I mean, you know, it's the American clients that'll say they uh, recognize the importance of Ukraine anyway. So uh, quickly, one more. I, I want to get back to Ukraine if we have time. But one more thing. What do apparently all regional chiefs of military recruiting in Ukraine have in common? One more time. All regional chiefs of These military. These are the regional Ukraine. chiefs of Ukrainian military recruiting. What do they all have in common? They all have uh, villas on exotic foreign islands and and sports cars. They may now, but the other, <laughs> and that's not unrelated to what they definitely have in common. They all just got fired. I think every one of them, apparently there's a big scandal. Uh, I gather the deal is rich people are paying them to avoid military service and in some cases be escorted across the border by them. Um, 
while uh, low-income people are conscripted and sent to the front. I mean, it must be a pretty big scandal if he's firing like all of them, which I gather is the case. Um, details that, are that still does wonders, That does wonders for morale. Well, I mean, it'll be interesting. I mean, you because you have this conjunction with you have more and more in the way of kind of reported despair on the part of Ukrainian people. I, I start, you know, I, I think I talked about this a week or two ago, but now there was a piece in the Washington Post about that this week and the offensive is not working out. And we'll see if there are recriminations uh, directed against the government. It, it, it's interesting. Uh, we'll see. Um, no, I think Zelensky gets points for taking action. He, he gets points. He gets points. He made, for a, he made a bunch action. of noises about how horrible it was. Um. Yeah. Uh, uh, the question is, you know, whether people will say, "Look, he should have had a clue a long time ago." How long has this been going on? Um, we'll see. Uh, yeah. Now that's that's Ron DeSantis style action. To say to no, say bullshit, what? you're fired. Yeah, to fire people. Yeah, he fired another. Wait, you're trying to short circuit my quiz because you just, don't anticipate doing well, do you? I'm. I, is this still a quiz? Is quiz is still ongoing? Look, it's you, a, you, a, you, a never you, ending quiz. I'm you, trapped in a quiz. Your score can only go up if we continue because right <laughs> okay, now it's okay. zero. True. Good point. But it's true that DeSantis what fired his campaign chief. He does fire someone every week, doesn't he? He fired his camp. He he moved his campaign chief aside. He fired a prosecutor. He has no compunctions about firing people. Okay, now Which the next one, Mickey, I think you may be able to get this. What do these two things have in common? Migrants coming to the U.S. to flee adverse climate conditions, I guess as a result of global warming, A, and B, the problem of lead in the, America, in the water supply in some parts of America. What do those two things have in common? Uh, they have Joe Biden's incipient cognitive decline in, in common. Biden was asked a question about, uh, you know, what is the answer to all these people coming across the border? And Biden started off with an answer. Then he, then he started talking about the root causes of why they're leaving, which was not climate change. It was like lack of infrastructure and street lighting. And then he just completely went off into a different track of, talking about how he's going to replace every lead pipe in America. And it was just very weird to watch. I mean, it mm. was more abrupt and seemingly uh, clueless. He didn't even know he was digressing. He was just sort of I'm meandering to, on autopilot. And it makes for a good podcast. That's what we do every week. I'm about to doesn't, play. Doesn't I'm work, about to, work for the president. I'm about to play that clip. But first, I want to say the answer I was looking for to what is the connection. The answer I was looking for was only one man knows. Joe Biden. No one else can figure it out. So but, I didn't get uh, points for that either. Jesus. Uh, so I'm going to play this and see if we're being too hard on him. Um, and uh, I hope people will be able to hear. Yeah. So the interviewer asked, like, what responsibility does America have for migrants who are fleeing uh, climate conditions uh, and come to America? So let me see if I can make this happen. Okay. We're getting close. Twitter was having trouble loading. Oh, come on. I, I might be fleeing extreme weather in their countries. Look, I think the, the United States should do everything it can to help people who are in desperate need have no other means of help. And we've always done that. It is not our, it is just who we are. We're the United States of America. And the idea to begrudge the ability to, for example, one of the things we're doing is we're providing for changing the environment, the, the, the physical structures in the countries which they come from. So they don't have, so they have better lighting. They have more secure, uh, for example, you have all so many lead pipes all across America and throughout the country. You have 440,000 schools here, turn on the water fountain and made lead in the water. And, and so, and there's thousands of people who were taking every single lead pipe in America. Okay, so, I don't know. I'll let people judge. Maybe we can discuss this more in the parent room. Soon. But my question is, so this was circulated by this very anti-Biden RNC research, but where did the interview appear? 
Do you know who did it? I forget. I, I think it was some Latino TV station. I don't know. So it's a legit source, right? Because I noticed, like, at the moment of maximum incoherence, when he moves to American water pipes, there is the camera shots are being cut back and forth. There are two cameras, and it does cut to another camera. So if this is like a dubious video, really, was, right, right when he says the the lead, I don't think so. I think no. Trust me, shot. trust me. He does. It does. I watched it. There's two cameras. Look, this happens a lot. It's not. It had happened before, but it would have to be truly malicious. And I don't think the source is a malicious one. But anyway, uh, you think well, that would so be a scandal it, by it, now? It's, it would be a scandal by now. Yeah. So uh, I don't uh, know. I mean, the, I uh, guess if you want to give them the benefit of the doubt, it's like politicians commonly, if they don't have a good answer, they pivot. And maybe he just kind of like, you know, any pivot of up to 90 degrees is acceptable. And he overshot and did 120. You can say that in his defense. He, but maybe he was a, he was going to circle back and say, so. Uh, so if they have problems like we have with lead pipes, they're coming here. Of course, the logical mm -hmm. consequence, the logical conclusion is that we should be fleeing there because we have all these lead pipes. We have to get away from them. Uh, or maybe so, uh, I know he, he was probably going to say the way we manufacture the pipes, uh, there are carbon emissions. And that's why no. you don't think so. No, okay. what, with, uh, the, the sinister undercurrent of all this. And I, 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 still, I can't believe I missed the cutaway. If there is a cutaway, it doesn't uh, look suspicious the way some do. It's not a jump cut. What looks suspicious is when there's one camera and you see a jump cut. This is an yeah. interview where you're going back and forth anyway. It's a professionally produced interview, you know, two cameras. Hmm. But, uh, um, yeah. Uh, I, 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 I fall for those things every now and then, but uh, I don't like to do it too often. The, uh, the sinister undercurrent is, you know, he opens up all these special pathways for hundreds, uh, for tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of people to come in. So at first it was from the dictatorships of, you know, of uh, uh, from the, the dictatorship of Venezuela, with not, or whatever, from Venezuela and from Cuba and Mickey, from Haiti. Mickey, I'm going to let you continue. But first, I just want to say one might argue that the pivot you're doing now is more than 90 degrees. But go ahead. Go ahead. No, it's not. I'm getting there. So, mm -hmm. so, OK. And now he's then he expanded that, uh, you know, to, to, to other more numbers and other other circumstances. And now he wants to have a special one for all climate change refugees. That's what she was asking him about, which could be virtually anybody in Latin America. Uh, so he's basically he's, he's expanded this bogus, allegedly legal loophole of parole. So he's basically letting in all of Latin America under the guise of they're all climate change refugees. Well, then so why doesn't he? That's, have a that's what she was talking about. Why doesn't that's he have a pat answer about. then? I mean, if that's uh, I guess that's the answer a very is good question. Yeah, it, it, it's weird. I saw it. In, I saw a piece today where somebody said and it was not a credible source. It was a British paper said foreign governments ha have the feeling when they're talking to Biden, they're not talking to the man who is in charge. Uh, so I, this certainly reinforced that impression. Did they say on, who the man in on charge immigration is? policy? It does not seem like the man in charge in other mm -hmm. areas. He does. But so no, final I, 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 I don't know. I think we don't know. Anyway, you do get credit for that answer. So you, one for three. Final question. Who said the following? I think I'm well positioned to be president of the United States. I do not believe I'm well positioned to run for it right now. Clint uh, Youngkin. No. Dean no? Phillips. He's our great hope. Oh. He's a he he's a. He's he's apparently, unbeknownst to almost everyone in America, a member of the House of Representatives. He's a Democrat. And people are so hungry uh, for an alternative to Biden that he just started talking about how it might be nice if somebody else ran, not necessarily him. And he gets a piece in Politico. He uh, he I think he was on. Was he on Face the Nation uh, and. Uh, meet the press. I think maybe he was. I mean, anyway, uh, there's a hunger. There's a hunger, Mickey, for a Biden alternative. Well, they uh, uh, let the record show that I'm not the person who uh, switched to domestic politics. Um, the uh, that is one of the significances of, of 
this this looming Biden scandal. I agree there's also a Trump scandal and we'll get to that. But uh, is that it might even if they don't prove uh, any illegality and if they don't impeach him, uh, you know, if if the 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 stink from uh, Hunter's funnel, all the money that went to the Biden family, which the Biden now says didn't go to Joe, it just went to everybody else in his family. Uh, if the stench got so bad, it might attract somebody else to run against him who is credible. And that might be the end of it. They don't have to convict him to put him out of commission. No, I will. They don't have I to impeach him to put him out of commission either. As I've said before, there are two things that could be albatrosses around Biden's neck by election time. One is that, and the other is the Ukraine war. It's not, not looking like, uh, I, I, you know. I don't think either one. I think this one is is on a fast track. I mean, they're keep in mind what's happened is uh, at first they said he wasn't in business with them. Uh, now they're they're reduced to like the last ditch offensive. Twenty million dollars went from foreign oligarchs to various members of the Biden family through Hunter, but Joe didn't get none of it. Went directly to Joe. Okay, now maybe some of it went indirectly to Joe. So the, that's just. That's like Wait. the last line of defense. If they can prove that any money went to Joe, game is over. Wait, is is the number twenty million dollars? They they have like bank records of twenty million dollars over a course of several years, going to this uh, entity to various members of the. Oh, sorry, to literally to well, first of all, there's a mediating entity, right? And then from it, money was the mediating entity is Hunter, and then it's distributed to various setup funds, and eventually goes to various other setup funds. It's all it's all very uh, you know clouded and obfuscated on purpose. Well, that's but, why I asked yeah, how clear it is that it came that, from the fact oligarchs. that a former Biden. It wasn't an actual Biden uh, PR person, but it was a former Biden PR person last on of this thing. No money went directly to Biden after Politico did. And that's just such a pathetic defense. First, it leaves open that money went indirectly to Biden. First, can we? It's an interesting, it's an interesting figure. It, it, he, Biden seems to have discovered a new form of corruption. Sort of, it's sort of pioneering. Maybe it's not that new, but he gets, Hunter gets a lot of money for the Biden brand. But Biden doesn't have to provide any quid pro quo for it at all. Mm-hmm. It's just like you, 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 you in in Ukraine, you get the vague sense that Americans are on our side, and and this is the contribution of Holman Jenkins of the Wall Street Journal. Burisma got hired Biden, so if you went after Burisma, you were going after Biden, which in the Ukrainian mindset jeopardizes the bipartisan support for Ukraine in Congress. So Biden, Hunter Biden, was a hostage. Okay, he was there because he's like a tripwire. If you go after Burisma. Everything's going to go haywire, so don't go after Burisma. Okay, you didn't have to do anything; you just have to sit there and be a hostage. Okay, so he gets all this money from situations like that, and uh, Biden doesn't have to provide a quid pro quo, and then he distributes it to other members of the family, but not to Biden. So maybe Biden would provide college expenses for his grandkid. He doesn't have to do it because Hunter doesn't. It 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 goes to his Look. benefit. But Biden is living in the world of that famous Eddie Murphy skit uh, for Saturday Night Live, where he goes to buy a newspaper and they say, oh, you don't have to pay for the newspaper. The the premise Uh, is he's acting white and he's learning what it's like to be white in the white world. And yeah, go ahead. So Biden, Biden doesn't have to do a lot of things like the big, big man, Potter Familius usually does. That's taken care of by this 20 million dollars. So. he could say, I, I got no money directly. It's sort of a brilliant scheme when you think of it. Uh, now, and the question is, does it stink? And it stinks. Look, I would say if they can really show that $20 million went from Ukrainian oligarchs. No, to from a close- variety of oligarchs, Kazakhstan, China, about um, 50%, 50% was from Ukraine. Well, still, about. if it's $10 million from Ukraine, anyway. If if they can really show, I thought the point of setting up this network of organizations was that you'd never be able to show anything because the money's coming from all over and it's going to all kinds of people. But if they can really show something like what you're saying, then even if they can't show the money going to Biden himself, that should be kind of a little bit of a scandal, right? I mean, that's pretty shady. I think so. 
I, you know, I think it, it, my line is it's it's uh, impeachable, but it doesn't mean I wouldn't vote for him under certain circumstances. But I'm not um, sure. It's, I would almost say the opposite. It's it's it's. I'm not sure it's impeachable, but well, the Trump, key with impeachment, it doesn't have to be a crime. Well, neither does not voting. The reason to not vote for someone. Um. So, anyway, okay. So, so maybe that's, the, that's heating up incredibly quickly, and you have like there 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 should be some word for like the. The, the you know Peggy Noonan has sort of said, has now pronounced it's it's a it's a real scandal. Okay, you need like two or three more figures. I was trying to I was arguing with somebody who was trying to figure out why did people take Watergate so seriously? I mean, it obsessed the nation for months. Mm -hmm. It eventually led to Nixon's impeachment. It was not as corrupt as this. Okay, as this potentially is, and and nobody cares about this. But they cared intensely about Nixon. And why was it? I think it's because the press had more credibility. People, you know, people who, who they trusted to be neutral said this is a real scandal. Nixon lied, but Biden's lied. I don't understand it. So if four or five, two or three more, four or five more people like Peggy Noonan say, like Bob Woodward comes out and says, sorry, this is really bad. This is a real scandal. Yeah, but and two or three other people. I think maybe it will be a scam. Yeah, but I think the jump from there's a big wall between Peggy Noonan and Bob Woodward. Peggy Noonan is a Wall Street Journal columnist. There's a whole bunch of Wall Street Journal columnists who spend all their time complaining about shit like this. That That's just that's not where it needs to come Except from. Peggy Noonan loves Biden, loves Biden and hates Trump. Yeah, but still, so it's a she's, statement she's, against interest. She is not someone who moves the conversation into the mainstream. Bob Woodward is closer to that. But let me ask you. Is this getting any coverage in like Washington Post, New York Times news news space, re reporting space? Wall Street Journal. That's a good question. CNN. It's hard for me. It's hard for me being a denizen of the web to distinguish the, those from from the general barrage of information. So I don't know. I my impression it's getting a little bit, but it's sort of below the fold. Man, I don't so, see. Uh, I don't. It's not, I getting, don't. it's not getting trumpeted. It's certainly it's certainly getting a tenth the coverage of, of the. Jack Smith prosecution of of Trump. I mean, every time I learn something about it, it seems shadier. But I have not seen. I I don't know of anything I've seen in true mainstream media. Um, so well, that's why people. Uh, come Woodward to this might well flip. Woodward, Woodward has been quoted as saying, "You know, the Washington Post has gone a little too, too far to the left. You know, et cetera, et cetera." He could easily pronounce on that. I don't think he would do the job. That would do the job. But uh, you know what you, know, you need. To convince the New York Times and, and like the Washington Post to really do this in the news you need space. A, a movement on the left that challenges Biden and says he's corrupt. We got to get rid of him. You need to convince them that it is not inevitable that he'll be the Democratic nominee, that there is time to replace him with a stronger candidate, because that's the only reason I think that they're they're hesitant to uh, to focus on this. It's Here's obviously a story. At what, even if there's nothing to it, it's obviously a story, you know, that that, that gets to, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. That gets to this uh, my craziest theory of the week. Um, Whoa, that's, hot, that's saying uh, something. What is our it? governor? Our governor, Gavin Newsom, has foolishly promised to if Feinstein steps down uh, to replace her with a black woman. Uh uh, you know who's a black woman, Bob? Uh, I could name a few. Kamala Harris. There's your, there's your solution. Genius move. I'm there's all your for that. There's your solution. Now, you know, Harris would have to somehow have the riot act read to her. She'd have to enter a couple of primaries and lose. Yeah. And to avoid humiliation, she would get this sinecure in the Senate. It's a lifetime appointment. You never lose a, a Democrat. Democratic black woman is not going to lose a what California primary Senate would she lose? How would she lose a primary? She's not the presidential well, candidate. It, 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 it would somehow oh, it would be, start it'd be like, wrapped if it wrapped up that Biden, if Biden says I'm not running and and, and yeah. all of a sudden we're yeah. in a primary situation. No, I'm trying to think there, there are a bunch of other. I mean, obviously, she'd rather be vice president than Senate. But being Senate is not nothing, especially since if she, she's senator for eight. She's young. If she's senator for eight years. She would be much apparent, supposedly readier to be president. I don't believe mm -hmm. it, but people might believe it. Uh, anyway, it's just it's a, if you're looking for a way out for Kamala, I'd rather have her in the Senate than on the Supreme Court. Let's put it that way. Uh, 
Yeah, that would be my order of preference. Senate, then, well, anyway. Maybe it's a crazy theory. We needn't dwell on it. It's she a could frame theory. it as an act of defiance. Fuck you, Biden. I'm sick of this, this warm bucket of spit job. I'm going to go to the Senate and really get something accomplished. For our younger viewers, there's a politician in ancient American history who once compared being vice president to a warm bucket of spit. Who was that, Mickey? Actually, I think it was a warm bucket of piss, but it got no, 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 for the no, media. no, no. Yes. Mickey, that's not what America's about. It's about spit. Who Do we know who said that? We, it doesn't matter. I think it was somebody named Garner, I believe. And I believe he was a vice president. Hmm. But I'm not sure. Um, John Nance Gardner? I don't know. I can read your notes. Uh, so I know you're slowly working your way around to code pink and the fact that they were apparently oh. subsidized by somebody who got money from China. That's why do you think they this called is, it code pink? That's transparency. These, these are my uh, these are my backup topics Bob, mm. on the back of my sheet of paper. Um, uh, we'll get to code pink. I mean, that's what that's how Biden gets into trouble is making his notes visible, you know, right. at press yeah. conferences. Don't no, do that. The, the one other wrinkle on the uh, Hunter Biden scandal, in addition to the fact that he was a hostage, he didn't have to actually get Joe to do anything for him was uh, the period after this. John Ellis pointed this out in a Substack post, and he doesn't know the answer, but there's a period in 27 and 2018 when Hunter Biden, when Joe Biden's out of office, he's a private mm -hmm. citizen, as you often point out, Hunter Biden's income stays the same. It's still $2 million a year. He, make, he makes like a couple million dollars during this period. When, and nobody could expect Joe to provide a quid pro quo then because, uh, the oligarchs he's not, he's not are investing in the, in the future. Well, and then, and also nobody can. He's not a brand anymore because he's out of office. And 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 that is the only possible explanation that the oligarchs. But he didn't have a future. He was an agent. He was out of politics. He was an ancient guy who was never going to run again. Nobody thought he would run again, let alone win. Uh, and maybe the oligarchs didn't understand how out of it he was. And maybe the oligarchs think, well, in my country, you stay in all once an oligarch, always an oligarch. You families have, you know, lasting staying power. In America, they didn't understand that in America, when you're out of office, you're a nobody pretty quickly. Uh, so but that's not your theory. Your actual theory is that it was ongoing, agreed upon payments. No, my actual theory is 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 that it's uh, no. The the answer is it's a mystery. We don't have a theory. Hmm. Uh, and uh, and and. The only theory I can come up with, your theory is the obvious one that is that they're looking to the future, but it doesn't quite make sense. My theory is it fits with the hostage theory in that Biden is still, they may have thought that, well, we're paying hunters to still be our hostage because Ukrainians still think that if we go after Hunter Biden, Burisma, we're going after Hunter and we're going to jeopardize Democratic support because Biden will be pissed off. Even if he's out mm -hmm. of office, he'll be pissed off and the Democrats will turn against us. Remember when Vindman, Vindman, Colonel Vindman, in the impeachment hearing of Trump, he he originally was horribly upset by Trump's phone call trying to bully Zelensky into investigating Burisma and Hunter. The not perfect because call? He, the perfect call. Not because he thought uh, that there was a bogus investigation and that Hunter and Burisma weren't guilty, but because it would piss off the Democrats and jeopardize bipartisan support for Ukraine uh, right. it, it, you know, so this is the same deal. This is of a piece with that. So, uh, uh, it, 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 um, they, they, you know, they may have thought that somehow Biden's revenge power outlasted his office, even, you know, lasted, even though he was out of office. The only thing I can think of. So, uh, quick, the, the, yeah, go ahead. We could broaden this. You yeah. could broaden the scandal to Obama. How can we do somehow, that? I don't know, but there's been a lot of talk about Obama because of this uh, David Samuel's interview with David Garrow in uh, Who, who's David Garrow? magazine. The biographer of Martin Luther King, who wrote a, a very, very nasty biography of Obama that didn't get any traction, including his letters to his girlfriend where he mused about having sex with men. Yeah. How could how could that not have any gossip value? Good grief. How, why did I only hear about that yesterday? Um, and, the, and he makes the interesting point that 
which I hadn't realized. I had thought Obama, after he left office, had gone Hollywood. He'd spend all his time scouting homes in Palm Springs and, you know, selling selling TV shows to to uh, Microsoft and Apple and, you know, and living the life of Hollywood and raking it in. No, he stayed in Washington. He had a, ta- he had a house in Washington. And we never hear a story about what he did in Washington. Okay. And get in Garrow's theory is he was running the fucking government from his townhouse, from his house in Calorama. Uh, uh, he was doing. Wait something. a second. Wait, what years is this? This is the Biden presidency, the last four years, three years. Uh, that no, I I fear I, I I wish Obama were that engaged. Maybe maybe he'd uh, ease Joe well, out of uh, contention for the presidency and give us a replacement. Um, uh, well, and anyway, so the, the crazy extension would be that somehow pissing off Joe would also piss off Obama, and Obama really was still a power to be reckoned with. So Ukraine couldn't afford to piss off Obama, so they mm-hmm. can give money to Hunter. I don't, that seems they, pretty strange. Yeah. Now, okay, I have, go ahead. So the interview was by David Samuels? Of da- yes, of Garrow. I think who really I, think has I have grave doubts about, about Samuels, but that's another story since he's I not have grave doubts about testifying. I have grave doubts about both of them. Yeah. It was but it was it was because of that, it was a very interesting issue. It was I, 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 two I, two untrustworthy narrators interviewing each other. I think Samuels is the one who did a piece for the New York Times Magazine years ago, trying to cast the the whole like movement to get the Iran deal through during the Obama administration as some kind of big scandal. And it became really clear that he didn't understand the first thing about like a lot of things, how social media works and stuff. It, it was it was really kind of a hit piece. They um, definitely have it in for Obama spending too much money, too much sorry, capital, political capital on the Iran deal. Speaking that's, of that's Iran, one of their one of their biggest beefs. Speaking of Iran, um, do you know? Here's another quiz question. So apparently, we are. I don't know if this has been called off. I'd like to think so, but we were at last check. We were deploying American troops who might man commercial tankers in the Persian Gulf because Iran had been harassing and or seizing tankers. And, you know, I guess we wanted to let them know this would mean war or something. But the quiz question is, do you know why Iran started doing that to tankers? No. Because we seized uh, an Iranian uh, ship. I mean, I don't know if it was flagged Iranian or had Iranian oil. Anyway, we did it to them, basically, off the coast of the United States. We still have the ship. We won't give it back. And this is something you will not find reported in mainstream media, what the actual problem. In fact. They systematically misreported. I think I just read in the Washington Post. It, it said Iran has been harassing uh, tankers in an attempt to coerce the U.S. to return to the nuclear talks. I mean, Iran has totally given up on the nuclear talks. It's clear that Biden didn't want a deal. It would have been the easiest thing in the world to get a deal. Just say to them at the beginning, let's return to the status quo ante before Trump pulled us out of the deal. The sanctions he put on you are off. You're back to full compliance with the deal. Could have done it in a day, but he didn't want to. And they finally got fed up and said, screw you. And the Washington Post, I hope I've got that right. I'll apologize next week if I don't, um, is reporting. This is a co- It's common for reporters to say this. Like, the reason Iran is doing this is X. No, the reason Iran is doing this is we seized their ship as a way of enforcing these sanctions that we have no right imposing on Iran in the first place. Uh, that, again, would not be there themselves, those sanctions, the premise for our seizing that ship would not exist if Joe Biden had just done the obvious thing that any right-minded progressive should have done, which is return to the deal that Obama struck with Iran. Okay, I'm I th- done. I thought there was a problem with going back to that because they're already too far down the road of centrifuging. So you can't turn back. Well, that wasn't the case three years ago, whenever, whenever Biden took office. And I don't, I don't know there's a case now, but it, but it look, what we did was we said, okay, we want a bunch of other stuff. Now we want restrictions on your ballistic missiles that don't have nuclear warheads. Don't, don't necessarily have anything to do. We want this. We want that. We want this. We made all these new demands. And why do you, you know, think it's he just did like that? A, I don't know. It's, why do you it's, think? Why is Biden in so many ways turning out? To be so hawkish and so neoconish, well, I don't know. It can't be because he's a friend of 
BBs. He's not a, hasn't been a friend of BBs the last couple of months. Well, what I would direct people to a really good uh, conversation uh, that I just had with Joshua Landis, a scholar of the Middle East at the University of Oklahoma, uh, posted it on Tuesday. We get into a lot of Middle East stuff. He knows a lot more about it than I do. He's the one who explained to me that that uh, this all started with us seizing their ship. Um, so that's on the non-zero podcast feed. By the way, BB like has back, BB has backed off his judicial reforms. You saw that, did he? Yeah. So the victory he won is no longer a victory. Maybe I read an outdated news account, but it seems to me he's he's settling for some change in the composition of the judicial selection commission. He's not going for. for uh, hmm. Maybe I read a parody. Who knows? Could have been the Onion. I, yeah, take that back. I, I, well, I've been kind of your, out of it. Check it out for yourselves, people. I've been furiously trying to get out the non-zero newsletter. By the way, people should check out the latest non-zero newsletter, if only to see the art created by Clark McGillis, our uh, our, our graphic artist in, in residence. It's this, uh, the piece is about uh, AI's Oppenheimer moment. You know, the director of Oppenheimer, Christopher Nolan said in an FT interview, well, actually, the interviewer got him to compare AI, the, the challenge of AI to the challenge of nuclear weapons. And so then people started talking about Sam Altman as Oppenheimer and so on. I wrote a piece about that. The piece isn't that great, but Clark did a thing based on the movie poster of Oppenheimer that you should really go check out. And that's my last word on that. If you have, if you feel you want to read the piece, I'm not going to stop you. But the main thing is to look at the movie post. Didn't he also write our headlines last week? Mm, no, he's writing them this week. Oh, okay. You know, when you have a when you have a staff of thousands, it's confusing. Somebody did a really good job on the has been doing a very good job on the headlines recently. Whoever we so, who, did, whoever did it, uh, it's. Uh, God, it's gotten quite we, good. Um, we we the, have only uh, the finest uh, workers on the non-zero team. Um, the the other point to be made about Obama is the general assessment of his legacy. I mean, I'll say it. Let me, as long as I'm plugging great workers, that would have been Andrew Day last week, I think. Okay. The, um, uh, the, the general assessment of Obama's legacy has certainly soured a bit. Uh, it, it, you know, it was very high when people were saying, God, I wish for the days of Obama instead of Trump. They were so calm. I do think uh, I do think Obamacare was a big step forward. I think he gets credit for that De defective as it was, uh, even if it didn't improve the health of Americans, it, it, it lowered the anxiety level of Americans. Uh, so more people think they can get insurance. It's completely screwed over independent freelance workers. But who cares about them? Uh, and, um, they're fixing that supposedly, uh, and, uh, uh, there, there are, there are alarming signs. I, I, I had my first doctor who completely left Medicare and he's on, he's on his own. Uh, he, I have to pay him three fifty a visit. That's for starters. And none of it is covered by insurance, not even by my Medigap. So it's strictly out of my pocket. Okay. If four more doctors do that, Medicare is worthless to me, right? So, uh, or I have to go find four new doctors. Uh, it's, it's, uh, so it's on the, judging from my own experiences, Medicare is on the verge of coming apart. But even if it doesn't come apart, Obamacare is good. But if you look at the country, it is way more divided by race, especially than it was when Obama took office. Uh, and Obama bears some guilt for that. He is the guy who made a big deal of Trayvon Martin, which helped and of, and of the, uh, the, the the Wilson business in, in near St. Louis. Uh, that was a conscious decision and it divided America and it was really bad for America, especially bad for blacks. I mean, you know, uh, it, it, uh, it, it, it totally set back whatever uh, sort of progress i think blacks were making in the joining the mainstream labor force without people paying Wait, attention the trayvon martin the thing set back the whole, the whole labor force? there were all there were a series of causes culminating in in the george floyd business which Wait. was not under obama that no. uh i think that uh that that helped 
light the fires of uh, you know, black activism in a way that made white employers not want to hire people. Yes, I think that was a harm. Wait, it made white the Trayvon Martin case, the the uproar over it made white employers not want to hire black people. Well, the whole, it was part of the whole activation of Black Lives Matter. I think it preceded Black Lives Matter, I believe. And why did Maybe they I'm not want to hire black people now? Because they're because now now we've been through this. Now, if you used to hire a black person, the worst that happens you would get sued. Okay. So you have to weigh the risk of getting sued against the, the merits of the person you're hiring. Uh, but now you could be more than sued. You could be canceled for life as a racist by the newly woke Black Lives Matter movement. If so, you do what? If you it, fail to hire a black person? If, if, you, if you hire somebody at, at KCRW, if you hire a, a black producer, uh, you know, not only, not only will you get sued, but you say, oh, so-and-so said racist things in the newsroom. Wait. Uh, so it just it, it dramatically increases the penalties of uh, if you, if so you have a disaffected worker suing you. You're saying people are afraid that if they hire black workers, the black workers will sue them. Not, not only will sue them, they will cancel their careers. They will end their careers. You will be a professor. You won't be sued. You will be kicked out of the university. You're a movie producer. You're not going to be sued. You will never direct a movie again because you will have a reputation as a racist. Wait, you're saying the uh, fear is that if you let a black person into your workplace, they will sue you and denounce you? I'm saying there's a there's there's always a danger that people worried about if we create these rights of litigation among aggrieved groups, people will be reluctant to hire the aggrieved groups because there's a greater risk of litigation. That's always And you're been saying true. if Trayvon if, if we had never heard I'm of the Trayvon the, Martin this, case, this wouldn't be the case? I'm, I'm saying that Obama acquiesced in making a big deal, consciously making a big deal of a few instances of, uh, of if Trayvon Martin and the, and the Brown thing near St. Louis were both, they were both very, very gray. The Brown thing wasn't gray at all. He was a thug, apparently. But uh, Which uh, guy? You mean hands up, don't shoot? Yeah. Well, whether he was a thug wasn't the question. What came into doubt was, I mean, cops shouldn't shoot thugs. What came into doubt was whether the cop had, in fact, shot him. Whether he's a thug or not didn't matter. And now it turned out well, that, that, that there why, wasn't that good was, evidence that the, the it, you know, the hands up, don't shoot thing did not hold up in court. Black witnesses, white witnesses agreed that it was not nearly that simple. The guy had apparently approached the cop car and. And then and, and so on. So the I, the guy I, I take was, that reason, point, but it doesn't have anything they to were do looking, with whether he's they, a thug, Mickey. Yes, the reason they were looking for him is because he strong-armed a box of cigars from a convenience store. Because he was a thug. Actually, they owed him that. <laughs> they owed him the cigars because it turned out the actual yeah, okay. the actual true story was uh, that he had he he was a petty drug dealer and he had sold marijuana to one of the clerks there, and the clerk was paying him. The clerk was corrupt. I'm just going to point that out. The clerk was paying him with the goods from the store. The clerk owed him the cigars. He came in. That clerk wasn't on duty. He took the cigars anyway. But but anyway, I, we don't have to huh, get into it. I didn't know that at all. That's an interesting fact story. I didn't know that. But, but, but look, whether how, how police apprehend people has nothing to do with whether their prior history shows they're a thug. Now, I, I agree with you that the story turned out to be no, wrong. I'm talking about why he, he, was, he, was, he was being... The police were out looking for him because he had engaged in a specific act of thuggery. Look, if he had and the hands up, don't shoot scenario were true, that, then the cops still would have been wrong. As it happens, the hands up, don't shoot scenario apparently wasn't true. So the cop wasn't clearly in the wrong. But that, too, has nothing to do with whether the guy had a prior history of thuggery. Can't believe we're arguing this, right? I didn't it's say like, the prior history. I said there was an instance of thuggery. In, involved in that instance. Police, you know, they should treat it's people like as suspects. That's what they are at that point. But anyway. Uh, uh, they were I, treating him as suspects. I, I think you're overextrapolating. You know, Trayvon Martin was a, a little different in the sense that the, the original story was wrong in the sense that the guy hadn't, you know, held him down and wantonly murdered him. On the other hand, that guy should not have been following with a gun. The cops told that guy not to follow him with a gun. And he was a bad, bad actor. Right, and that's and why it's I said not it was a... shocking. And it's not shocking 
that when you follow a guy around at night and you clearly are following the guy around at night, he turns on you and starts to fight you. That's not shocking. So I'm not willing to concede that we should not lament what happened to Trayvon Martin. I thought it was a, okay, I, I said it was a gray area, I think. I think it was a gray area. But the point is, the, the point is they ginned up a whole, instead of saying this is a, we should grieve for Trayvon Martin, this is a horrible thing, he shouldn't have been carrying a gun. Uh, on the other hand, he was, you know, about to be killed. Um, that uh, he shouldn't put himself in that situation. It, it was part of a national, conscious national campaign uh, that was very destructive to our nation and to black progress, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and Obama, instead of telling his people on the left to cool it, acquiesced and engaged in it. Uh, that is a part of his legacy, and it's not a good part. Well, I, I mean, I, I just, I'm not seeing the connection between Trayvon Martin and workplace environment. I will say, I don't think from a political point of view, Obama paid, played these things well. Uh, I, I, but that's just, a, that's just a question of how the politics worked out for him and how, you know, and how the fact that you're a black president uh, affects the way everything's going to be seen. And it, it, it's good to be conscious of that. But well, um, he, he was incredibly conscious of that. He just, you know, he was. Well, reacting in the wrong his, way. No, he was always incredibly conscious of that. And then at, at some point he decided, well, I can't, I can't, you know, be cautious about being the angry black man. A hundred percent. I have to do a little bit of it. So, you know, I mean, he, his whole life was based on not being the angry black man. Yeah. Uh, but he did, so, he, did um, he did connect the Trayvon Martin case to, to his own identity. He said that could have been my son. And look, I, I again, I mean, it could have been. It's like, uh, I mean, that guy was a what's the name of the guy who killed him? That guy was a nut. And and uh, was the white, the white, he was the white Hispanic. Remember? I guess he had an Hispanic name, right? Yes, he. he I think he was half Hispanic. Now speaking but, um, of that, uh, th that was the alarm. So we we need to talk about what we're going to talk about in the parrot room at Patreon.com/slash Parrot. God. Okay. Well. We have the whole prosecution of Trump then to talk about in the paragraph. Oh, God. What could be more fun? What, what is there to say? Uh, but we'll say it. We'll say it, folks. Oh, I think I think I, I phrased I badly phrased what the issue, legal issues were. Or I obviously didn't convince you last week. So I want to make another go of it. Uh, and uh, there's it seems to me there is one. Uh, one area of weakness for Trump that we can talk about. Mm -hmm. uh, then, um, uh, God, there's so many other things to talk. I haven't even ranked them in order. There's Robbie Robertson, who mm -hmm. passed away. Who's uh, 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 from the band? Yeah. There's um, uh, some weird, a very weird thing with uh, Tim Scott's campaign finances. That, uh, okay. we'll uh, that we can that. go into. Uh, and I have a quirky view on that. There are other issues that happen that we may have nothing to say about. This big abort defeat for anti-abortion people in Ohio, this assassination in Ecuador, uh, the coming Saudi-Israeli pact. Oh, God. Uh, Let's talk about that. Let's do talk about that in the parrot room. Jesus. Um, I mean, that is like the ultimate indictment. Well, there's so much competition for that. But Joe Biden's foreign <laughs> policy is so bad. Yeah. And Code pink. Code pink. I saw that. Yes. Um, um, it's this UFO guy. I watched the uh, I watched a little bit of the testimony of that UFO and then guy. Did you, did you read the this Grush guy? We'll talk about him. Did you read the intercept piece about him? Well, oh, so yeah. So he so he was in a mental institution. I mean, yeah, I know. We'll, we'll, I make we'll a big deal that. of it. We'll talk about it. Uh, we'll talk about you. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, a co autonomous cars in San Francisco. Sure. We got the it. green light. Let's and do it. Uh, Biden made some nasty comments about China that you'll not would like. And uh, Michael Lynn versus Richard Hanania. There's a whole Richard Hanania stuff. Yeah, there was a whole thing that we'll get yeah. to. Okay. Um, uh, now, uh, uh, a musician named Rodriguez died. Uh, I want to talk about that. Um, 
I think. Oh, I'm going to talk a little bit about Oppenheimer, not the movie. I watched this, this actually very good NBC documentary from 1965 about the making, uh, the decision to drop the bomb. Um, and uh, I think I'm going to ask you a little bit about Saurabh Amari. You know him? Uh, I vaguely know him. He's the guy who was, he was uh editorial page editor of the new york post and then he started he his own started magazine compact magazine he's got a book coming out compact magazine is where the samuels no that's the tablet compact magazine is where the lind versus anania oh is it article is. well see yeah. yeah compact is this kind of is it nationalist conservative is that the way you would put it i think so i'm not sure i can't keep track of all i can't even keep track of all their names much but less you- who they're associated with yeah well, then maybe we you won't know, be bringing him up because I'm going to I'm going to have him. Yeah. We're replacing every lead pipe in America. <laughs> I see the connection. Um so what else uh other stuff, a lot of comments. Um a lot of comments. I want to address a lot of commenters. I want to explain how Jimmy Johnson destroyed the whole ethos of the Dallas Cowboys, for example. A commenter asked about that. So uh, this is patreon.com slash parrot room. And again, you should Google non-zero and Substack if only to gaze at this. Uh, well, first, what you should do is actually go look at the Oppenheimer movie poster. Have that in mind. Then look at our art. That's what you should do. Uh, and I'm sure you were falsely modest about your piece. Does this mean you're shifting your book to AI away from uh, cognitive empathy? Um, we're looking for tea leaves here. All things are possible in this world. I want to know if I should long Bob or short Bob. Oh, you should short Bob himself. Yes. Then, uh, you know, there, there are separate funds to long Jim Kramer and short Jim Kramer. You mean there's whatever one, recommendations? There's he one makes? fund that invests in whatever he recommends, and there's another fund that shorts everything he recommends. Do you, and, want, you know, Marty Parrots once offered to give me $10,000 of the Crimson Fund, which was run by Jim Kramer. Yeah. Not, um, not for gratis. He he owed me the money <laughs> because it was like a bonus for my being acting editor. It was like and, that. Uh, it was like that box of cigars that Michael Brown had to get. Kind of, yeah. And he it's said almost exactly. I'm not going to give you the box of cigars. I'm going to give you a share of Jim Cramer's fund. Anyway, the the the, the long Jim Cramer fund, the pro Jim Cramer fund, is beating the crap out of the anti Jim Cramer fund this year. I should have taken the Crimson. I should have taken the Crimson Fund. It just seemed kind of weird and shady, and mm, yeah. I wanted the cash. But the, it wasn't the. Um, I, I I'll I'll go long, Bob. On, especially on Bob? if you write about AI. That's yeah. inspiring. Well, in that case, I'll do it. Okay. Cool. All will become clear in the Parrot Room. Patreon.com/slash Parrot Room. Uh, and whether or not you plan to go there, it wouldn't hurt to click the uh, like button on YouTube, rate and review. Um, and so on. See you there. Okay. See you.